Thrill Me. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. It's time for the Mr. Wonderful Show. Here's your host, Mr. Wonderful. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Mr. Wonderful Show. I am your host, Mr. Wonderful, and I apologize right off the bat with my throat. It's like three days later, all of a sudden, Rob Zombie caught up to me being at the show this weekend. But very happy to be here with you right now. Happy to talk all things entertainment because there's a lot to get to. San Diego Comic-Con wrapped up. We talked a little bit about it last week and I got to kind of take a little victory lap and brag a little bit as far as the Walking Dead panel uh, and my warning you ahead of time saying this is a panel even if you are not a fan of the show to keep an eye on. So we're going to talk a lot about San Diego Comic-Con, what happened there, Marvel, DC Comics, A really big Saturday, Hall H uh, was really popping, so a lot to get to there. But I want to start things off by reminding you that if you haven't done it yet, please subscribe uh, and like wherever you are listening to this show. Give it a review, rate it as well, share it with your friends, your family, your loved ones. Get it on out to the world so that they can all hear what you love to listen to. Also, if you haven't done it yet, Throw Me Podcast Network. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. You can find us on YouTube as well. We are everywhere but Twitter. And that will link you up with all of the shows. There's a episode of Haunters Podcast out uh, and a special episode of Haunters Podcast bound to be coming as well. If it hasn't already dropped, uh, it will be coming. Trust me, but uh, a lot going on right now. Uh, You got Metal Groove as well with Tombstone Josh. Review it. Rob's new show is out. And then Zach, back from vacation. Sure, he's got a lot to talk about as well tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, business is out of the way. Let's get into it. Oh, by the way, we're also going to, I'm going to have a Nope review as well. I got to see that. So I have some thoughts on that. That's at the end uh, because I want to start with Comic Con 2022. Last week, when we were talking about it, I broke down the things to look forward to the panels stuff that we really should be excited for, why this is an exciting year. And I have to say that for the first in-person Comic-Con since before we even knew Baby Yoda existed, this was a success. I've seen a little bit of mixed reviews revolving around it. A lot, you know, not in the sense of it's back in person, but in, in the way of I've seen some people feeling let down mainly mainly by DC. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But overall, I think this was a big success. I think this was a good year. I think uh, Comic-Con, specifically Saturday, really delivered what we've come to expect over the years. And it it had that excitement level. There was really a nice build-up to Saturday when DC took the stage and everything really started to come hot and heavy leading up to Marvel coming out hot and heavy as well. So I want to actually start with Marvel uh, and, and how they came out and, and have now laid out the, the three phases and where we are. And that's something I said, I said that I was hoping when Marvel took the stage that we'd have more of a clear direction of where they're going. And little did we know uh, we're actually coming to the end of phase four and about to begin uh, phase five 
and phase six uh, really shortly. Uh, and, and, and it's crazy to think that that's how far along we are. But, you know, through the fact that Comic-Con hasn't happened for the past few years, we haven't really had any clear Kevin Feige standing there in, in, in a hall pointing to the screen and saying, here's how the layout is. Here's what's coming. Here's where we are. Here's what's to come. And, and the fact that we got that was really nice. And, and it is nice to know uh, kind of where this is going, this multiversal phase of the Marvel films, uh, knowing that we have two Avengers films coming, the Kang Dynasty in May of 2025. And then in November, uh, Avengers Secret Wars comes out. So that's six months later. We also learned after some rumors that the Russo brothers are not going to be back to the direct of the next two Avengers films and also saw a story recently where they talked about how they were very much had to block out the fandom in order to just get the last two done that they were very they were exhausted from directing the two Avengers films back to back. So uh, the Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars are coming. So we, we now know. I mean, we already knew Kang was a part of it, but now we have that clear definition of, yes, Jonathan Majors uh, really is our big bad right now. Secret Wars coming as well. That's a cool little, you know, the things that we all felt were there but weren't 100% sure have now been confirmed as far as that goes. Um, The other Marvel news, as I mentioned, Learning Phase 4 is coming to an end. We got our first trailer, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and... I I I I was very emotional watching that. I thought it was a very well put together trailer. It's set to "No Woman, No Cry," uh, you know, a nice, a, a very much more subdued version of the song, uh, if it's even possible to do, because it's already kind of a subdued song. But yeah, you have that kind of. Um, I'm trying to find cryptic. There we go. The more cryptic version of the song. And before it eventually kicks in and we get to a Kendrick Lamar song. And I I really like that trailer. I thought it feels like there's, you know, it's weird to talk about because we're talking about the fact that we lost Chadwick Boseman and, you know, where is this film going? What's it going to be? But it looks like we're getting our war between land and sea. Uh, we got introduced to some characters as well. So we we finally, you know, we again, everything has kind of been confirmed that we've been expecting. Uh, but we got the tease of the of a new Black Panther coming. If all indications from that trailer point to who it's going to be Suri is going to be the next Black Panther in my opinion we we got a look at what Wakanda is and how Chadwick Boseman and the Black Panther for that matter are, are plastered throughout the entire film how this is going to serve as as a bit of a tribute to not just the Black Panther but to Chadwick in the process so I'm I very much liked the first look. Uh, I, I'm very intrigued. I I honestly think there was only one line spoken, and it's Angela Bassett talking about how her family has given up everything, and 
yeah, I, I like where this is going. This looks like this is going to be a really, you know, I'm, there was a worry, an, an obvious worry of how do you continue to tell this story when your lead actor has passed away. But I think, I think that they figured out a way to do it. I think that they got it going. I think, I think this is a good trailer and a, and uh, I'm excited to see where what kind of forever goes. Um, other Marvel news: We saw some of the Disney Plus short stuff with I Am Groot. He farted a leaf. Okay, I'm gonna end up watching it. I know I am. It's probably gonna be better than what it looked like, but to me, it just looked like a cute little. We're doing a Disney short. That's that's all we're doing here. A quick little Disney short. So uh, we got our first look at that. Um, we didn't get to see it. Hall H got to see it, but there was footage shown Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania. And I saw on TikTok a little bit of, you know, one of the really crappy, somebody was in Hall H side views and it's a, looked pretty cool. The little bit that I got to see from that crappy angle was Scott Lang uh, Paul Rudd having an encounter with Kang and being like, I'm an Avenger. And he's like, you're an Avenger. Have I killed you before? And you could see that look of like, oh, shit, <laughs> that Paul Rudd does so well. So that was kind of cool. Uh, I know some of the other footage, though, uh, they introduced Bill Murray's character before we got to the Kang moment. So. Uh, people that were in Hall H got to see Bill Murray. So fingers crossed we'll get to see that soon. Uh, I would imagine that's coming soon. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head the next big Disney release or uh, 20th century release that they have coming out in theaters. I can't imagine that they'd... I mean, they could, but I can't imagine that they would throw any of the Ant-Man or Guardians of the Galaxy stuff prior to the DC um, League of Super Pets, uh, Super Pets movie, whatever the hell it's called, uh, coming out this weekend with The Rock and Kevin Hart. I don't know what it's called, but I guarantee you I'll have a review for, of that film for you next week because it's got The Rock, it's got Kevin Hart, it's superhero stuff. I just can't remember the name. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 stuff was shown as well. Uh, James Gunn was out there, Chris Pratt, the whole gang, and they were talking about how it's very much a conclusion of the Guardians so uh, very emotional. I know I got pretty stoked on the idea of Baby Rocket. So we're going to get uh, Baby Rocket and see a little bit of Rocket's origin story as well. Uh, I like this. I'm a Guardians of the Galaxy fan. I like the first film a lot. It's my favorite of the Marvel movies. The second one is an adequate sequel gets by on the love of the characters and the character development more so than some of the ridiculousness of man, they need a Groot to save them in the first film. And now in this film, Drax is just hanging out the back of a spaceship, hitting every single tree possible as they crash and nobody has a scratch. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but either way, I'm excited to see the conclusion of the guardians and, and what, I, I really am looking for, I think out of everything, what we haven't gotten to see yet, the Guardian stuff is the most anticipated. And, and I say that even if I had not seen the Ant-Man thing on TikTok, 
the Guardian stuff is absolutely the stuff that I'm excited for because that's that's part of my thing. And and interestingly enough, though, when Disney did do all of this, or I should say when Marvel went out there, not Disney, and they did all of this talk, uh, but the reason I mentioned Disney is because uh, we're getting the Daredevil series on Disney+. Plus. They, they announced a lot of the Disney Plus stuff that plays into the phases and the different phases, but I thought it was interesting that we didn't get anything on the Disney Plus Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special that's coming in December. Uh, so there there were a few things that weren't announced. Maybe they're saving that for the D23 because uh, that's... And to be honest, that's probably more when we're going to see any of the footage we haven't seen when D23 comes because, um, you know, I imagine Disney wants to hold on to a lot of their Marvel content until then. Uh, and, and they gave us enough, you know, giving us the Black Panther trailer was enough. That's the final film of Phase 4. That's the next film coming. It's coming in November. Everything else is coming next year. So, yeah, I would have expected something Ant-Man and the Wasp to really get out, not TikTok people leaking it. But I can see Disney holding on to that and, again, dropping it maybe in another month or two. Uh, also, DC did show up and they showed out. I got to say, uh, I've seen people being very upset with DC, but I think people had an image in their head of what the DC panel needed to be especially since we knew Marvel was going to be coming with a lot. Uh, I think the weird rumors that Henry Cavill was going to show up uh, also put a little bit of a damper on the DC panel because people were like, oh, well, this story that stems from a story within a story within a story that said a buzz around comic-con is not anybody indicated it was happening but a buzz around comic-con was that henry cavill was going to appear and then that spawned into henry cavill's going to appear at comic-con to talk about superman and an upcoming project and i guess everybody just assumed that he was going to be there either specifically for the shazam one but probably for black adam as well like that oh with shazam and black adam being the we know what they're bringing, Superman's going to be the thing that they bring out for one of those two because we don't know they're bringing it when truth is DC showed us their cards. They told us what they were coming with and they did a great job at promoting it. You had The Rock dressed up as Black Adam making that appearance, uh, showing more footage from the film as well. Everybody was really hyped on it. It got great reaction. Then you got the Shazam Fury of the Gods trailer that comes out that that first look that official trailer was really good and the film looks absolutely fun and the first film was really fun so this looks like it's just continuing right along those lines of fun filled DC comic book movie which I think the first film nailed really well so I'm super stoked on this film I'm stoked on Black Adam Again, it's weird to think that people think DC failed at Comic-Con or that Comic-Con wasn't that good because of DC. I think DC did a fine job at Comic-Con. I loved everything that they brought. I honestly have no issue with what they did. I said it last week as well. You can't bring the Flash there. They're going to hold on to that as as little as possible. Even in the Fury of the Gods trailer, they're like, all these superheroes... Superman, Batman, The Flash. And when they show The Flash, they make sure to not show you 
Ezra Miller's face. They just show you, oh, look, there's an arm and a leg. We know who that is because we recognize the suit. They went there. They, of course, were going to go out of their way to not talk about the flash or do anything that drew eyes to them that way, which also means, of course, they weren't going to bring Aquaman too or anything with that because they don't need the negative publicity right now. They just want to try and focus on the positive. The conversation that would be had around and outside of Comic-Con if they showed up to promote The Flash or Aquaman 2 is not the publicity you want from Comic-Con. DC played their cards correctly here. But once again, fans are, and and I know right now a review at Rob is probably throwing his arms up in the air. But yeah, this is a defense of DC on this episode because I'm, I've, and I've seen it online as well a lot with people comparing what they brought. I, It's not a competition. We need to stop treating it that way. They told us they were coming with Shazam and Black Adam to promote. That's what they came. Everybody else, for whatever reason, made this big assumption that, well, they're going to make some Superman announcement and they're going to bring footage of this and that and that and they're going to type up this and that. No, no, they weren't. They brought us exactly what they said They did a good job with it. I'm hyped on it. I know the Flash movie is coming. I don't need them to bring me any of that. I know Aquaman is coming. I don't need them to bring me any of that. And let's be real. Yes, Aquaman's going to take a hit because of Amber Heard. That's bound to happen. But it's still going to make a lot of money at the box office. You know, it's going to take its hit, but it's still going to make a lot of money at the box office. So is The Flash. You don't need to promote these movies. And not to say that Shazam needs to be promoted bigger than that or Black Adam needs to be promoted bigger than that. But at the end of the day, people are going to show up for The Flash movie and the Keaton fans are showing up for that as well. Like, the other ones have that built in. They're going to make money. Comic, those comic book movies are going to make money. Black Adam might be the biggest risk, but you have The Rock. So, it, you know, because Black Adam, I would say, out of all of them, you know, we have The, the Flash is established well within the DC filmdom at this point. So people are curious to see what that is. Aquaman, it's a sequel because the first one did so good. Black Adam's the one that it's a little bit like, okay, Who's this new character that people aren't too familiar with? How's that going to do? But again, you have The Rock, so you wouldn't really, you don't even really need to show up at Comic-Con because you have The Rock. That's a draw for people that traditionally don't see comic book movies. And it looks pretty badass. I'm not going to lie. It looks really badass. Um, so yeah, I think DC did a fine job. I'm, I'm, I don't know why there's this. DC didn't do good. They did fine. Uh, we also, interestingly enough, uh, got a sneak peek at the fourth John Wick film that is just going to be called John Wick. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> Straight up on that. That's a little, okay. Could have called it John Wick 4. You could have called it JW4. You could have called it anything. I don't understand the fact of calling it the name of what the first movie was. Especially after you, you just had John Wick Chapter three, Parab- Parabellum, what, like you did like a whole weird name with the third film. 
after just simply John Wick chapter two. Like, I don't. But the film does look good. It looks badass. It looks exactly like what we want from a John Wick film. So I'm into it. I'm just name wise. I'm like, what the? F- mm. uh, and then I'll wrap up this portion of Comic-Con conversation uh, with what I talked about last week, which is no matter where you stand on The Walking Dead, their panel was bound to be one to keep an eye on. It was the main cast getting together one last time at San Diego after being a mainstay at Hall H for so long. So there were emotions going on. There's a lot of tears, a lot of love floating about. But then what I expected is what ended up happening. We got that look at the final the final fight, the final battle that returns October 2nd. So now we know when the final episodes of The Walking Dead are coming, October 2nd. The, fi- the final episodes look really good, really intense. It's going to go out with a bang. But then the big moment comes when none other than Andrew Lincoln and Deny show up on stage and announce that Rick Grimes and Michonne getting back together for a six-episode limited series. So we finally got information on those Rick Grimes movies that were supposed to be coming after he left the main show. And the movies aren't happening, but we're getting Rick and Michonne, and we're going to conclude their stories now in a six-episode limited series. So the last Comic-Con with the main cast legit brought back two people on the show that aren't dead but aren't on the main show right now, and that's Andy and Denai. So a really cool moment in Hall H. That's 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 the thing that you get with with having it in person and the fun of of Comic-Con in person is these surprises, the pops in the room, because yeah, that Walking Dead room lost their mind when it when when those two walked out together and that announcement was made. Plus, it's good to know that they really do now have a plan on concluding the Rick Grimes portion of the Walking Dead main story stuff. Uh, also, interestingly enough, they they showed off some of the tales of the Walking Dead, uh, which is just one off episodes that look kind of cool as well. That that's like I, I I haven't gotten into a lot of the Walking Dead spinoff stuff. That's one of the ones that could get me since it's just a weekly. Oh, it's just a one off thing. Do 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 do. Uh, but yeah, that's Comic Con. It's was a really good year. I thought uh, I liked what Marvel did. I liked what DC did. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff out of it. Uh, I'm not. I am one of the people that is not disappointed. Uh, the one thing I, I really am disappointed in, though, is the uh, Thanos glove. Yeah, that Infinity Stone uh, replica of the Infinity Gauntlet. $25 million to own that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. There's, uh, there's Comic-Con 2022. Uh, before we wrap it up, though, I want to talk a little bit about the movie Nope from Jordan Peele, which is uh, out in theaters now. And yeah, I, I got to say, this was a really good movie. And many of Peele's fans have been excited to see what 
Nope was going to serve up. His foray into UFO, science fiction, alien-based storytelling. And I gotta say, again, this was a really good sci-fi thriller. This film, to me, showcases Jordan Peele as a filmmaker. He's taking on a bigger scale, a bigger story, bigger effects than either of his previous films, Get Out and Us, combined, really. But this time around, Jordan Peele reunites with Daniel uh, Kalua, who he did get out with. He brings in Kiki Palmer. Um, Glenn from The Walking Dead pops in as well. Keith David's in this movie. He's along for the ride. Uh, but yeah, this this is a really spectacle of a sci-fi summer blockbuster. It is intense. It is a wild, wild west type of adventure as well. It is a very interesting take on the UFO story. And I really enjoyed this movie as well because while I love Jordan Peele's first two films, this is a totally different outing. You know, his his first two films, Get Out and Us, are very plenty of social commentary and a lot of overt racial messages, while this time around it's pretty simple. There's commentary there, but it's very straightforward. It's sensationalism and getting that money shot and all of that good stuff. The stuff that's all there in the trailer. There's no there's no trickery with this. It's all there in the trailer for you. Uh, and he leans into the feeling of dread in this film and suspense much more than the commentary uh, in the other films, and and I think it really works. It's just a fun-filled sci-fi spectacle. Spiel, Spielberg at times, reminiscent of that, you know, uh, reminiscent of John Carpenter as well. I really recommend going to see this on the biggest screen you can find because it's it's an ambitious film that, yeah, maybe at times doesn't, click 100% the way a film like Get Out does or Us, but it doesn't matter because the story getting us there, even when it kind of slows down at moments or hits a little bit of a dull part, ramps up. It ramps right back up not long after that. So even if it hits a low point, it's going to reach a massive high not too long later. It, It really is just a showcase of Dazzle, and, and again, I cannot get over the fact that this is a really interesting take on the UFO stories. It is not the type of film that you think it is. And it's a really well-made movie. I really enjoy this one. If I'm ranking my Jordan Peele films, Get Out is my number one. This is my number two and Us is my number three. And Nope is not far behind Get Out. I just really loved. That's a film that to me works on every level. While while and and has no. Almost a oh just about a perfect film to me is Get Out, uh, and Nope is is really close behind in a second. It just has some moments that kind of slow things down, but but other than that, this is a film that I will I will say as well. This is a film that this is the first of Jordan Peele's that you're probably going to want to go back and see again in theaters 
and not take a while to rewatch. Because again, unlike Get Out and Us, this doesn't leave you thinking and and have you weighed down with the social commentary as much. This is just a spectacle. This is a fun summer blockbuster sci-fi scary movie that I fully recommend going to see. And uh, Kiki Palmer is absolutely scene-stealing. Everybody is scene-stealing in this movie. It's such a strong cast. Oh, and and not even that. The the there's There's a side story going on in this film that is just as engaging and exciting as the main story going on, the main UFO story. Uh, I mean, it also gives off vibes of Jaws. Uh, the grizzled cinematographer is very much like a quint from Jaws, just in that grizzledness of we're going to get the shot. Trust me, we're going to get the shot. Like this is a, this is a fun movie and I really cannot wait to rewatch this one again. Uh, not to catch more of the messaging, but just to catch more of the fun, the hat tips, uh, really pay attention to uh, a lot of the clever little things that that make this movie uh, so damn enjoyable. It, it's really enjoyable. Uh, so that's my review of Nope. Definitely, uh, this is this is a four out of five in my book. Uh, really good movie. Apps are you know what? No, this is a four point five out of five. Screw that. I'm not going to give it the four. I'll give it the 4.5 out of five. Uh, this is just a fun time and what you want. This is this is the summer blockbuster I wish Jurassic World was. <laughs> I'll put it that way. I wish Jurassic World was this much fun as a summer blockbuster, especially if I'm going to be in the theater for over two hours. I want it to be as fun as Nope. All right, that'll do it for the Mr. Wonderful Show. Thanks for hanging out. Until next week, everybody, peace and love.